babes. Guess what? We have a new segment on the block. It is Wednesday, and that means that we are launching the newest segment of the Bay Bay of Podcasts called Women to Watch, where I sit down and chat with some of the most badass babes in their industry, babes that are blazing some trails, also some babes that are really just getting some shit done and following their dreams and jumping into their passion projects. So I'm so excited that you guys are here to listen on an additional episode this week. And uh, stay tuned and make sure to follow them on social media when you're done um, and give them all the support that they deserve. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see who's up next. Hey, babes. Welcome to Women to Watch Wednesday. And this week, I'm highlighting someone I didn't expect to find. Now, I say that because it was a Google doodle. And if you guys know anything about me, may or may not know, I really don't um, share this often, but I love learning from Google Doodles. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, every so often Google has a doodle where they've changed the way that Google looks on their search engine. This is not an ad, definitely not sponsored, but maybe, you know, should be um, when there is something monumental to share. Um, it could be fireworks on the 4th of July. It could be an animated post. And the one I saw last week is actually really awesome. It is about a woman that I knew nothing about. Um, The doodle was beautiful. So it obviously caught my mind, um, caught my vision, of course, mind as well, because now I got to learn about this person. So last Wednesday, May 19th, 2022, was Stacey Park Milburn's 35th birthday. And if you guys know anything about me, I am pretty much naive to basically a lot. So what I love to read about her and the little blurb that they posted about her is so cool. And I am so sorry that I did not hop on the knowledge about her previously because everything that she has done in her life up until her death was basically amazing. Um, Extreme advocate for Korean Americans, um, especially ones with disability. Um, We're going to go a little bit into that here in just a second. Um, I freaking just can't wait for you guys to learn more about her and do research about, you know, more Google doodles because basically I learned so much in a short period of time um, that I am so sad that I didn't know more or earlier in my life, right? So let's hop into it. Stacey Park Milburn was a queer Korean American disability justice activist who co-founded the disability justice movement and dedicated her life to advocating for marginalized communities. I'm reading all of this from the Google Doc. Um, When you click on the Google Doodle, Um, it will show you all this information. Um, And so that's where the primary point of my uh, research and information has come from. If you know anything about her, please feel free to share. Um, I can't wait to learn more. So in honor of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, today's doodle, aka May 19th, is illustrated by San Francisco, California-based guest artist, Art Twink, I'll go ahead and share everything about them as well. Um, 
celebrate Stacey Park Milburn's legacy on what would have been her 35th birthday. So Milburn was born in 1987 in Seoul, South Korea. She grew up in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and began her service as a leader for, ju for disability justice at the age of 16. What? At the age of 16, I was hitting golf balls for hours and hours and going to school. So I'm already way behind. After noticing a lack of advocacy for disabled LGBT, sorry, LGBTQ plus and people of color, she teamed up with other activists in 2005 to coin Disability Justice, a framework dedicated to ensuring the perspe perspectives of traditionally marginalized groups within the disabled community weren't left out of the fight for disability rights. That was a mouthful for me, sorry. At the age of 24, Milburn moved to the Bay Area in California, um, where she worked tirelessly to organize, write, and speak for the movement, and became director of programs at the Center for Independent, or sorry, Center of Independent Living. In 2014, Milburn was appointed to the President's Committee for People with Intellectual Disabilities and served as an advisor to the National Administration. She said, quote, I want to leave a legacy of disabled people knowing we are powerful and beautiful because of who we are, not despite of it. How freaking amazing. I love that. From advocating for national legislation to building community through the Disability Justice Culture Club, Stacey Milborn always dreamed big and lived up to her values. Happy 35th birthday, Stacey Park Milborn. So it also gives a link that says discover more about the legacy of Stacey Park Milborn, a warrior for disability justice with a story from the American Association of People with Disabilities on Google Arts and Culture. So I'm going to go ahead and click on that right now so we can see what it's all about. So in her own words, remembering and honoring Stacey Park Milborn, discover the life and legacy of Stacey Park Milborn, the Korean American activist warrior for justice for disability justice, sorry. Um, so Stacey Park Milborn was a queer and disabled woman of color, an activist, writer, speaker, and movement organizer who helped strengthen and lead the modern disability justice movement. And today, AKA last week, May 19th, would have been her 35th birthday and is the two year anniversary of her death. So we're all sorry to hear that, of course. Stacy was organizing for the people with disabilities and low-income people of color up until the time of her death. In response to power shutoffs by PG&E Power Company in 2019, Stacy worked in coalition and solidarity with other disabled people, older adults, and fat and queer people to organize a campaign called Power to Live. She sourced generators, ice, and medication and fought for the right to be rescued. <coughs> Sorry, this apparently is a good time to go into an ad. One second. Sorry about that, you guys. I have like really awful allergy cough and sometimes it's hard to speak and it throws me for a loop. So we're back. We're talking more about Stacey Park Milburn. So Stacy went Sorry, Stacy then went on to be an impact producer for the award-winning documentary Crip Camp. And in the early weeks of the coronavirus pandemic, was focused on mutual aid and support by and for disabled 
queer, black, indigenous, disabled people of color. She created coronavirus kits with homemade hand sanitizer for people living in encampments and set up mutual aid networks through Disability Justice Culture Club, which she helped found. <clears throat> her work at the beginning of the pandemic what, and work throughout so much of her life was grounded in the principles of disability justice. So disability justice is a framework that examines disability and ableism as it relates to other forms of oppression and identity. Disability justice centers and experiences, sorry, disability justice centers the experiences and leadership of disabled people of color, women, queer, trans, and gender nonconforming individuals. And there is a link for principles of disability justice, but I'll link it in the show notes. So this is a YouTube video that <clears throat> um, I'm going to play in a second of Stacy giving a press conference from her bed about the harms of care rationing and during the coronavirus pandemic shortly before her death in 2020. Uh, thank you, Jessica, and thank you, everyone. Um, it's been pretty scary to navigate COVID-19 as a ventilator user. Um, I was quite frightened early on when my doctor shared that I would likely not survive an exposure. My caregivers who were not able to fully shelter in place have had to step back from working with me. As a disabled person, it felt really critical not to get sick. I saw a public safety alert from Santa Clara County asking people to identify if they use a ventilator for county inventory. I need my ventilator to breathe. My friends and I made emergency plans about what to do if someone shows at my door, shows up at my door asking to for my backup ventilator. I was getting advice from friends in medical fields. If disabled people get sick, we may not get care we may be turned away, we may be discriminated against. This is the key reason why my friends and I with the Disability Justice Culture Club started organizing a mutual aid project to support disabled people in the East Bay. We are currently supporting over 100 people with disabilities and staying safe as possible so they do not wind up getting sick and needing to navigate a discriminatory healthcare system. The disability community has a long-standing mistrust of the medical system, yet we have to navigate it every day, especially Black, Indigenous, and people of color whose pain is not taken seriously, not believed, and historically have faced resource and healthcare deprivation. It is well established that Black people in the United States experience more illness, worse healthcare outcomes, and premature death compared to white people. Doctors take an oath to treat all patients equally, yet we know that this is not the case. This is why there has to be checks and balances on hospitals and nursing homes. Otherwise, disabled people, especially people of color, are left alone in a system that already doesn't care about us. Everything that we have right now in terms of community living and appropriate medical care didn't happen by itself. Disability rights advocates and racial justice advocates fought long and hard for it and will fight long and hard now for people to survive COVID-19 and discrimination. Thank you.
So there is a, um, I'll go ahead and post the YouTube video here. So that was from her May 6th press conference um, about healthcare rationing California um, and the coalition that she is part of. So, um, so basically it goes on to say, describing the importance of this work just a few weeks before her death, Stacy told Bay Area news outlet KQED, it is such a painful experience to be left behind or disregarded. I have experienced feeling neglected by systems and society, and I do not want that to continue. If I can use my skills developing care networks to keep <clears throat> someone a little more safe, it is all worth it. So Stacy's organizing skills and drive toward community care began from an early age. As a teenager, she described hearing disability rights icon Judy Human, H-E-U-M-A-N-N, speak at a conference and had an epiphany moment. I was like, holy crap, I've been working so hard my whole life to be like everyone else and I'm still different and I can't figure out why. Now it all makes sense. Like I have a disability. It didn't take long for Stacy to embody this newfound identity and start making positive change. As a teenager, Stacy co-founded the North Carolina Youth Leadership Forum for Young People with Disabilities and was appointed by the governor of North Carolina to North Carolina Statewide Independent Living Council. In college, she was involved in the National Youth Leadership Network, and in the summer of 2007, she was a participant in the American Association of People with Disabilities, or AAPD, summer internship program, interning for Senator Tom Harkins Disability Council on Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pension, which is called HELP, committee. <clears throat> In the journals, each AAPD intern was required to submit. Stacy describes important Washington events, exciting conferences and programs, and interactions with Senator Harkin and other elected movement leaders. But these details were not the center of her writings. Stacy's journals depict a young person concerned less with her own proximity to power than with doing everything she could to ensure her peers have access to community and belonging. Like she's such a was such a caring person. So writing about attending the National Council on Independent Living or NCIL conference that summer and finding an opportunity to plug a friend in to involvement in the conference, she states. I think it really proves that one person, one instance, one conference can make a life-changing difference. I think we all have the power to help in each person's empowerment. Empowerment truly has become from has to come from the individual, but we have the responsibility to take part in it. This week made me so happy. And I'll post some awesome pictures of her as well. So Stacy's belief that we all have a responsibility to take part in one another's liberation and well-being is part of the larger disability justice tenet of interdependence. We are all dependent on one another. No one is truly independent, and none of us have to go it alone. Stacy believed in interdependence and that we all have a sacred obligation to one another. <clears throat> Stacy, sorry. <clears throat> Stacy advanced the justice sorry, the disability justice movement. She spoke out often about what it means to be a disabled queer woman of color, about police brutality against disabled people, about racial segregation and criminalization in special education programs and schools, about access to healthcare, about the disabilities of obtaining adequate and high quality personal attendant services and care and more. 
Stacy also practiced disability pride. Stacy authored a widely read blog, Crip Chick, through which she scribed herself into existence. Oh, sorry, scribbled herself into existence. Organized protests of the Jerry Lewis telethon, mobilized the ADA generation to defend one another against injustice and develop an online community which, through which she and her Crip fam supported each other's agency and pride. When thinking about disability pride, Wow, sorry. When thinking about disability pride, Stacy wrote, A lot of times disability pride gets watered down into this happy-go-lucky accepting who you are slash gaining self-esteem bit. Though self-acceptance is so important, non-disabled people understanding disability pride in this way disregards the power of disability pride and critiques of ableism. Disability itself redefines normal redefines what is considered dependence, and if included in social justice analyses, can be extremely useful in understanding how the world works. Living and practicing disability pride is so much bigger than self-acceptance. So beyond understanding the issues deeply and leading from a place of intersectionality, Stacy's love for and commitment to the liberation of queer, trans, and Black Indigenous people of color, disabled people, um, was unwavering. Stacey described this photo as an example of interdependence and community care, which I'll post on the grid. Um, Even when she was needing support from others in the ICU, she was thinking about how she could build connections and facilitate friendships. It's funny. My friend Maddie posted a photo of me in the ICU holding my cell phone, and I was coordinating access support for myself because I was in the ICU but they weren't giving me support that I needed, ironically. And so I was coordinating people to come be with me at the hospital to make sure I would be okay. And it is really funny because I would try to coordinate their visits to be at the same time that I wanted people to meet. So just think that, so just that I think all of that is care work, whether it's that's connecting people to communities. Because of a lot of friends, people are super isolated or sharing resources or helping someone problem solve or helping somebody get through a triggered experience or reminding them when someone is like internalized ableism or racism and helping them find their power. I love how community driven she is. It's amazing. Stacey wrote and thought a lot about disabled ancestry. One of her final publications was an essay for the Disability Visibility Project in 2019 called Quote, on the ancestral plane, Crip, hand-me-downs, and other, in the legacy of our movements. End quote. The essay can be found in the Disability Visibility First-Person Stories from the 21st Century, an anthology edited by Alice Wong from Vintage Books in 2020, and I'll link it in the show notes. She states, I do not know about spirituality or what happens when we die, but my Crip, queer, Korean life makes me believe that our earthly earthly body mind is but a fraction and not considering our ancestors is electing to see only a glimpse of who we are. Ancestorship, like love, is expansive and breaks man-made boundaries cast upon it, like the nuclear family model and the artificial nation-state borders. My ancestors are disabled people who lived looking out of institution windows, wanting so much more for themselves. 
It's because of them that I know that in reflecting on what a quote good life is, an opportunity to contribute is as important as receiving support one needs. My ancestors are people torn apart from the loves from loves by war and displacement. It's because of them that I know the power of building home with whatever you have, wherever you are, and whoever you are with. My ancestors are queers who lived in the American South. It's because of them I understand the importance of relationships, place, and living life big, even if it is dangerous. All of my ancestors know longing. Longing is often our connecting place. As we ourselves long for a world where it's safer for disabled people to grow, change, and be vulnerable, we honor Stacy's memory, legacy, and all she taught us and continues to teach us as an ancestor. So I'm going to post all of the links in the bio, um, sorry, all the links in the show notes. But before I left this article, I wanted to go back because some of her friends and family have come and collaborated with a Google Doodle project. And I think it is so beautiful of the the words that they said about her. So I'm going to go ahead and read them here. Um, And I apologize if I say anybody's names wrong. Um, So special thanks to Stacey Milburn's friends and family for their collaboration on this project. Below, her sister Jessica Milburn and her close friend Andrea Levant both share their thoughts on Stacey's legacy. So... Uh, Levant's name is spelled A-N-D-R-A-E with the um, accent on it, A. So I apologize if I said it wrong. I did my best. (laughs) So um, this is uh, some of the pictures on here are going to be courtesy of the estate of Stacey Milburn. So our family is honored that Google is celebrating Stacey. Today in North Carolina, in California, and across the country, people are reflecting on Stacey as a friend and activist, revisiting the imprint she left on their lives. Stacey was a pioneer for disability justice and intersectionality. Her life experiences led her to empower and revitalize others. Stacey taught us that everyone is valuable, despite what society may say, and that each person has an important role to play. She advocated for movements to move at the pace of the slowest person so that no one is left behind and used her voice to amplify the voices of undeserved communities, underserved communities, sorry. Quote, as a visionary speaker, Stacey captivated audiences in larger auditoriums, not by the strength of her voice, but through the wisdom of her words and the power of her convictions, our dad says. The passing of Stacey was devastating for many of us, but this is not only due to the impact of her work, but also largely due to the connections with people on a personal level. Oh, but her connections with people on a personal level. Sorry. She opened her home to many grassroots organizations and folks in the Bay Area to share meals and build community. Stacey was eager to introduce people and had a wonderful way of making a person feel special. Her smile was joyful. Her laugh was much was her laugh was like a much needed hug. She will continue to shine brightly in all the lives that she touched as a radiant beacon of wisdom, strength, and love as we strive to carry her legacy forward. So that was written by Stacy's sister, and I think it's just a great all-encompassing reminder of how we need to treat other people. Okay, on to her friend Miss Lamont. <laughs> 
her laugh. Every time anyone asks what I miss most about my dear sister friend, Stacy Park Milburn, my response is the same. It's her laugh. Stacy had a giggle that said so much. It expressed joy, lightness, and freedom. Whether it was a meme we'd send one another after a taxing workday or the happiness she'd experienced from watching me react to any new cuisine like Korean barbecue, that giggle had power. Stacy's very essence exuded power. <clears throat> like many other millennials and generations that come after us, Stacy and I first connected on social media. Given her work and reputation as a trailblazing young disability advocate and activist, I already knew who she was. However, disability wasn't the topic that prompted me to send the initial DM to Stacy. Scrolling through my feed one day, I was wonderfully surprised to see her post photos of a commemorative moment from the previous weekend where she had professed her faith through a water baptism. Up until then, I learned so much about Stacy. I knew she was a proud, queer, disabled, Korean-American femme. I did not know that she was a person of faith, and quite honestly, I was floored. How could someone so boldly embrace every single aspect of their communities and identities without shame was beyond me. I wanted to know more. And that's what happened for years after that. For about two years, Stacy and I traded stories and supported one another from afar. She helped me transition to a new city, and I supported her as she navigated the complexities of building the dream home that would later become the headquarters for the Disability Justice Culture Club, or DJCC. I learned so much, sorry, I learned so many things from her, but the lesson I will cherish the most is the art of, quote, taking up space, of being unapologetic. Stacey never apologized for who she was. She never apologized for ensuring her needs were met. She was fully and completely herself, and that's what I love so much about her and that, and what I love about this doodle created by Art Twink. <clears throat> it depicts the full joy and pride Stacy had for herself and the communities she represented. While the world continues to loud her for her powerful words and radical, brilliant mind, even when Stacy was not speaking verbally, she was saying something. Her presence, her smile, or frown. Her laugh said something. Something that the world needed then, needs now, and that I will continue to cherish. So that's from her friend, uh, Miss Levant. So I love both of these depictions of Stacy as a human because they are vastly different, but very, very similar. They all come back to the fact that she was the type of person that you want in your corner, but also someone that you didn't realize you needed until you met her. And I love that until... I followed this like Google Doodle. I had no idea the advocacy, the activism, and the just amazingness of her as a human. Um, and I'm so sad to her friends and family and the whole DJ CC club um, that she had passed away a couple years ago. So, so I hope that we can continue on living her legacy, fighting her advocacy for the LGBTQ plus and disabled humans and actually find ways to help everyone around you and continue to build community. That's why Stacy Park Milborn is this week's Women to Watch Wednesday. And honestly, I am so humbled and honored to know more about her now than I did literally a week ago. Um, and if you guys have anyone in your corner, anyone you love, anyone you are um, 
talking to you, reaching out about, I need to know, please let me know. I would love to feature them um, for Women to Watch Wednesday. So thank you to Stacy's friends and family for the words, Art Twink for the art, and Google Doodles for helping me with this episode. I'll put everything in the show notes. And I can't wait for you guys to hear Friday's episode. I hope you're doing great. Send some great love everyone's way. Spread confidence like confetti. And I will see you back next time. Toodles. All right, babes. I just realized, but before I go, the Google Doodle actually has a behind the doodle video. Um, It's about four minutes. So I'm going to play the audio here and then I will link it in the show notes. I'm so excited to watch her in action. Hold tight. What does disability justice mean to you? There's this kind of growing framework about looking at the ways disability connects with other issues. And when we're really, really able to stretch it out to like, what do people need to be who they are? Creating a world where everybody can really participate and disability justice really pushes that forward. Stacey Melbourne, she was a huge dreamer and championing justice for those that are often left on the margin. She was proudly all of her identities, Korean, American, disabled, queer, and that these things do not exist without each other. She was incredibly funny, incredibly loving, but also very fierce. And that's what made her the amazing activist and friend she was. Hi, my name is Andrea Levant. I am a dear friend of Stacey Milburn and a consultant for the Google Doodle, celebrating Stacey's 35th birthday. My name is Stacey Milburn. I study political science and I've always been really interested in social justice issues. Stacey started in disability-related work when she was very young in the state of North Carolina. She actually worked to pass a law to ensure that disability history is taught in schools. She had a blog, you know, active on social media platforms, working to educate non-disabled and disabled people alike that we need one another to survive. As a disabled queer Bengali American artist, I wanted the artwork to celebrate Stacy's complexity by simply representing her. Hi, I'm Art Twink. I am an artist and illustrator from Northern California, and I'm the guest artist for the Google Doodle celebrating Stacy Melbourne's 35th birthday. For the process, I started with sketches of Stacy. A lot of studies of Stacy. She had this like light pink, her favorite color, pair of plastic rimmed glasses. And I also asked Andrea for little tidbits about Stacy. And one of my favorite was that she was always putting on lipstick, like really truly a fashion icon. So interestingly, Stacy and I met formally online. I knew of her for many years. It was her being a pioneer around disability justice and intersectionalities, which centers the experiences of disabled, queer, Black, Indigenous people of color, who often are experiencing intersecting forms of oppression. And as a Korean American woman, her heritage was incredibly important to her. And we clicked as disabled women of color and us learning from one another. Visually for this doodle, I wanted things that were important to Stacey to be shown through metaphorical representation in the art. The house that she lived in, she brought together disabled people for the Disability Justice Culture Club. So the doodle shows a little party of disabled people with Stacey in the foreground having facilitated this amazing community. And outside her house, she had an orange tree and oranges are such a symbol of life and community for everyone. 
Stacy really stood for love, for belonging, for disabled communities in particular, us seeing and embracing ourselves. And the fact that Global Accessibility Awareness Day is also her birthday and the same time as Asian Pacific Islander American Heritage Month. I mean, kismet, divine timing. I know that she would be so excited. And when people see this doodle, I hope that in seeing Stacy, people will see themselves embracing who they are in whatever communities that they're a part of. When people see this doodle, I really hope they think about how we're a whole person made up of all these identities. Her Korean American identity, queer identity, her disabled identity, they cannot be separated. And by making things as accessible as possible to everybody, we live in a way that honors Stacy. you guys for constantly showing up for me all the time in support of my real life and online. Again, I'm Jess, host of this podcast, The Babe AF Pod. Feel free to follow me on all socials at the The Babe AF Pod. That is, I'm going to spell it better than I can say it, T-H-E-B-A-B-E-A-F-P-O-D. Also, if you want to collab, if there's a woman I need to check out, if there's someone blazing a trail in their industry that I don't know yet but need to become instant BFFs with, please feel free to email all inquiries to thebabeafpod at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to tune in to some of your favorite episodes coming from me, Women to Watch Wednesday, fun tips and tricks uh, to build your confidence and have some amazing coffee chats on Fridays. Um, as well as the last Sunday of every month, I do an amazing pop culture monthly segment with my friend Steph. Shout out. Hey, babe. Um, and I'm so excited that you guys just continually show up and I'm so excited for you guys to see what's next. I love to hear from you and what you love in each of the episodes. So please, please, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, that was really difficult. Also, Confetti Corner. I mean, of all time, uh, is this one. Mark your fucking calendars because on June 25th, 2022, there is going to be a merch drop in conjunction with the Patreon. So you guys just better get ready because I cannot wait to see the badass shit that you put together in this line. It is my first drop. It won't be a full line, but it will be a couple of things to tickle your fancy. And so I'm just so excited that you guys are super excited that it's happening. So thanks for tuning in this week. Make sure you let me know what you love, what you hate, what you critique. I don't give a shit. Just kidding. Your opinion means everything to me. And I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you back next time. Toodles. Oh, and don't forget, when in doubt, you need to fucking dance it out. I love you. I definitely just gave the peace sign a wink and stuck my tongue out. Great visual, right? (laughs) You're fucking welcome. Bye!